Welcome to season six of Rated Radio <laughs> with your hosts, Rayburn Alexander and Shane Windham. Rayburn, what was Billboard's top song this week? It was Stay by The Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. What do you think about it? I would give it a four. A four? A four. It's been all over TikTok and it's kind of grown on me. And Shane, for I'm not talking about a cuckoo clock. There's this app called TikTok that you might not be familiar oh, with. Oh, okay. Okay. I was like, what's a four got to do with a cuckoo clock, apart from telling time? Mm -hmm. Whatever. You cut straight to the chase. What I've heard of the Kid Leroy has all been very reminiscent of the sound I love from Post Malone, and this is no exception. Even with Justin Bieber highlighting Leroy's poppier edges, this still retains that floaty, sad, mentally unfiltered vibe, which mm -hmm. I find ridiculously listenable. So five strong stars from me. Easy to see how this made it to number one. You sad, sad bastard, you. That's me. <laughs> anyway, let's get into it. So this is your episode, Rayburn. It is. Kind of. I mean, I, I set your match up, so it's <laughs> it's a little fucked up to say it's just your episode. But it, it was my Battle of the Bands pick, which was Bruno Mars. It was paired up against James Brown. Yeah. So do you just want to get straight into it? Yeah, let's start with James Brown. All right. The first album that we covered by James Brown was Prisoner of Love from 1963. This is my top album. This was my middle album. Okay. I gave it five fives. Four out of the 11 tracks. My top track was Try Me. It always has been. Agreed. It's such a good song. And my bottom track was Can You Feel It? The Thing in G. Was that another instrumental? Yeah. Okay. It may have eventually turned into a song. I don't remember. Very jazzy. This is sexy 60s Motown with some jazz sounds thrown on top. Very romantic James Brown. If you're used to the... Hey! Get them. This is not <laughs> no, that not. James Brown. This is a very soulful at the beginning of his career, James Brown. Wanting, he's wanting to sound like others at the time, and he does a pretty damn good job of it. And he's the godfather of soul for a absolute reason. I absolutely love this album. Okay. Playability is strong with this one. Well, I'm going to put my paper right up here in front of your face as I read it. <laughs> just <laughs> This album's a bit of a mess. It's quite good in places, but the recording quality is hit or miss. The tracks tend to meander with no discernible choruses. It feels like many variations on the same theme, and the jazz-inspired instrumental tracks are not my favorite. Remastered, I'm sure this would garner a stronger recommendation, but it would still be less than classic in my ears. I'm a sucker for shitty Motown sounds. <laughs> I usually am. Like... Okay, all right. I think if it was on, you know, mm -hmm. if it was just on and playing in the background, I wouldn't notice, I wouldn't care, I would really be enjoying the experience. But sitting down to find what I'm okay. hardcore looking and for. And seeking it out. Yeah. It's I got, not I got four takeaways here. Okay. Next album that we covered by James Brown was The Payback from 1973. This was my middle album. This was my top album. Of course it was. I gave it four fives out of eight, the eight tracks that were on it. Five. My top track was The Payback. Doing the best I can, although The Payback is the absolute shit. Yes, it is. <laughs> the 
big payback. Just yes. it's it's a bunch of like you wouldn't think it would go good because it's just talking. Mm. It's, there's not really any singing going on, but with those funky beats, it's good anyway. Yeah, I don't know. I I can't start down the rabbit hole yet. <laughs> All right. <laughs> And my bottom track was Time is Running Out Fast. Forever Suffering. I picked Time is Running Out Fast because it has a really strange intro. Just wasn't my bag, man. I'm definitely noticing that in your <laughs> taste. That if an intro is not great. It loses me. Yeah. This is funky as hell. Horns and keyboard are definitely more prominent on this album. Songs can be drug on a little bit too long, in my opinion, on this one. Not very much vocal contributions, like I've stated earlier. There's a lot of talk singing. Not really any singing like we got from the album that we covered before. Uh, but when Brown is able to sing on this album, solid. Mm -hmm. The man can sing, which most people forget because that's not really what he's known for is his his strong vocal capability. I think it takes a lot to do what he does. Actually, some of the stuff that the whale and whatnot that he's known for mm -hmm. reminds me of Panic at the Disco's Brennan Yuri mm -hmm. or Chino from Deftones. Mm -hmm. Very unique it, it kicks through and so when you're just chilling with this album and yeah. you're not it, it it's a really good punch how many times did you picture eddie murphy getting in a hot tub <laughs> during your listening listening experience not at all to be honest <laughs> i could not get away from it <laughs> uh, where the first album felt like it could have been a motown release this one sees brown in his strongest element which is funk another great thing about this album is its depth it's got plenty of stylistic similarities to Marvin Gaye's What's Going On effort, but the music is more energy and soul, less slickly pop edges. It's flawed, but still what I'd categorize as an essential album for serious music fans. Next album that we covered was In the Jungle Groove from 1986. This was my bottom album. Agreed. I gave it zero fives out of nine tracks. Four. My top track was Didn't Have On fuck i don't know i don't <laughs> it's know what you wrote down whatever <laughs> <laughs> mine was give it up or turn it a loose and my bottom track was funky drummer the original or the, the reprise the bonus beat reprise yes. was also my bottom track <laughs> <laughs> songs are still running a bit long for me on this album very funky and instrumentally impressive but again too long a lot of repeating i didn't hate it but i probably would not seek it out to listen to again for me, this compilation album feels a lot like what I'd be expecting if Prince was producing a James Brown album. While it's every bit as lengthy and indulgent as the Payback album, it's nowhere near as good because it feels like it's based in loops. Think of funky rap album without any raps. <laughs> There's more at work here, but it's often a fair comparison most of the music probably feels familiar for that exact reason. Clearly made to entertain existing fans, not create new ones. Mm -hmm. A couple things that I want listeners to consider, since we're talking about James Brown, that they might not know because I'm fact girl, but apparently I, I don't even know what my top song is on that last album. So take what I say with a grain of salt. He was originally a part of an R&B vocal group called the Gospel Starlighters. And then they later later changed their name to The Flames. And then I guess he decided he wanted to be solo. His career lasted 50 years till his death in 2006 from pneumonia. Per Rolling Stone, he is the most sampled artist of all time. And I can see it, especially for good reason. on the Payback album. And in 2019, he held the record for most singles listed on Billboard's Hot 100 without ever reaching number one. Mm. 
not it was good, just not quite good enough. And he did a lot of work with the Famous Flames early on. Mm-hmm. So that first album we covered, the Prisoner of Love album, mm-hmm. was actually with the Flame, the Famous Flames. Famous Flames, yeah. I think it's just one of them stayed with him after the big split. But I wanted to mention concert performances. The dude is a natural performer with one of the wildest dance styles you will ever see. <laughs> <laughs> So definitely go give that a, a shot. Maybe I'll try to throw something up on YouTube mentions. Uh, the music Eddie makes Murphy me in a hot tub. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, I'd love to see Eddie Murphy doing splits back and forth while he's singing in a hot tub. You know I'd love I mean? to see it. Too. Actually, I, I wouldn't want to see that at all. But <laughs> I would. Why not? The music makes me feel like I'm dancing in socks on a hardwood floor. Yeah. Best totally. Best way I knew. Totally. <laughs> Brown's backing musicians are amazingly talented. This is one of the most unique and influential artists of all time, and it's worth pointing out that we covered very few of his biggest hits here. A great range of styles were present here, though. If you hate repetition, a lot of James Brown may fall flat for you, but he's going to win big with people who like music they can move to. For sure. I would even, especially, I'm glad that you mentioned concert performances because he is definitely a performer. I would like put him up there. Remember how we talked about how Tina Turner's like an amazing performer? Like the energy level, it's there. It's on par. It's insane. Yeah. Anyway, you ready to take a break? Yeah. Love James Brown, but let's take a break. We're back. <laughs> we are still here. This is correct. So your song list for the week was... Top 10 songs to help start your day. Which if you go onto either of our Spotify accounts, you can see the full things. I'm mm-hmm. sure our list will be on social media as well. Mm-hmm. We're change- changing up the, f- the format of the episode a little bit. So if, if you tuned into the episode and you were sad that you didn't get the top 10 list, I promise we still made our top 10 list. Mm-hmm. We're just going to make you work for it. You're going to have to go find it. And I'm not going to bore everyone with as much storytelling. (laughs) What we're going to do from now on is our breaks are going to be used to tell a single story Mm -hmm. from a single song of our top 10 list. So Rayburn, songs to start your day. Uh, You're not feeling so great today. So why don't you go ahead and start us out, though? All right. See well, if it picks you up a little bit. I don't think it. I don't think it will because though some may not agree with this choice, it's "Jesus of Suburbia" by Green Day. I can remember waking up to the song playing on MTV in the early mornings as a teenager, and on one particular morning, the song was very much needed. My first real boyfriend at the time. We were just friends at this point after splitting up due to our hearts being in other places. This was the morning that he was moving and I ultimately knew that I would never see him again. So as our car pulled away and off to school I went, he stayed behind because again, he's moving. I begged who was taking me to school at the time to stop the car so that I could give him one last goodbye hug. And after that, it was as if one door closed and another opened and I started a whole new chapter in my life. I never looked back You could even say that this song helped me make it through that transition and got me through my first real heartache. Well. A little depressing. um, No. Emotionally raw. 
Let's call it that. Okay. Well, you said I had to come with a story. No bullshit this week. Yeah, there so we go. That was a story. I'm looking forward to more of this. So the one I went with was a song called Waking Up by 10 Years. It's not because of the name of the song. It's generally something that helps me start my day. Mm-hmm. And that's what this list is. It's going to be really strange, I think, to people who don't know the stories behind some of it. This one in particular I picked out. Uh, I used to donate plasma weekly because it was an easy way to make extra money. I'd gotten pretty used to just sitting there for half an hour or so with a needle in my arm, my headphones on, waiting on the machine to finish taking what it needed out of my blood. But one day while sitting there, I went completely blind. Holy shit. Just out of nowhere, everything went completely black. Nothing. Had my headphones on. This was what was playing on my iPod. I paused it, began asking for help, uh, explaining I literally couldn't see anything in a room that had been overly bright just moments before. The nurse grabbed my hand and assured me this sort of thing happened all the time, that my vision would return momentarily. So I turned this back on. Kept playing it until my sight came back. I felt much more grateful for small things the rest of that day. So hearing this in the morning for me is a nice reminder to remain grateful for all the things that aren't wrong in my life. Puts things in pers- in perspective a little bit more. Exactly. But Jesus Christ, is that terrifying. Mm-hmm. I never knew that. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay. Well, more reasons for it's me a- to worry. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> no, Shane. No. Once you have a nurse or a doctor or someone there telling you, like, it's okay, it's just okay. calm down. Happens all the time. She, I think, and you could tell she was just happy that I didn't, like, yank something out of my arm mm. and start trying to stand up because apparently that happens and people pass out and shit. Mm. Anyway, that's our break. <laughs> the <laughs> Let, tiniest break ever. I enjoy it. Let's go ahead and move on to your pick for the season, which was Bruno fucking Mars. Mars. So I'm sure your dad's rather upset that he's not here for this one, right? Oh, yeah. He's so disappointed. <laughs> I had to redeem myself a little bit after all the shit you gave me about overrated songs. That's exactly why I picked Bruno. So if you didn't hear that list, you can also find that on my Spotify on songs that I think are overrated. And I'm pretty sure it's going to piss some people off. You're so. making a big jump here. You're, you're making a lot of assumptions about me loving this artist. We haven't even talked about this artist yet. I know that, but you gave me shit because a particular song that we covered this week ended up on my most overrated songs list, and you were very offended. You want to hear a true story? Sure. I was in here working. I got a bunch of Adirondack chairs for outside. I was outside. what the hell those were. Yeah, two of the six are put together. We're going to be doing fire pit and all that sort of stuff in Sweet. the backyard, but I'm in here putting a chair together, and it's shuffling my lists playlist Mm -hmm. on spotify and it started playing that fucking cream song that i mentioned and it had to have been two minutes into the song before i realized what the fuck is this (laughs) that's right i had to put this shitty music on my playlist Mm -hmm. yeah well and you didn't you make a list that was 20 songs long no it was more than that anyway let's talk about bruno first album that we covered by bruno was doo-wops and hooligans from 2010 this was my middle album. Bottom. I gave it six fives out of ten tracks. Seven. <laughs> my top track was one, Runaway Baby. 
marry you. That's a good one. And my bottom track was Liquor Store Blues. I'd agree with that. Mm -hmm. This is fun, lighthearted ballads from Bruno Mars. Gifted vocally, and it definitely stands out. Seems to be inspired by a mixture of 90s and 70s R&B, but sticks to the popular sounds at the time. So you get inklings of how talented he could be, but I think he's kind of conforming to what's popular in 2010. Hard to disagree with that. Okay. <laughs> for me, Jason Mraz meets All for One meets In Sync. <laughs> okay. This is a primarily pop album with some funk, rock, and soul undertones. The man has a way with hooks, but most melodies lack multidimensionality. And the lyrics are basic bitch romantic in most places, catchy and better than it ought to be, but definitely flawed AJR vibes all around yeah. over here. All right, calm down. I really, I, I like this coverage though. I think this artist in particular- He only is, has three albums. I know, but I think you could go wrong depending on what you pick up because you're getting a different- yeah. feeling artist on each mm -hmm. album. So depending on your taste in music, I think this episode could actually be clarifying as to where you might want to pick up with Bruno Mars. Yeah, for sure. Next album that we covered was Unorthodox Jukebox from 2012. This was my bottom album. This was my middle album. I gave it six fives out of 10 tracks. Nine. <laughs> almost, almost. <laughs> yep. My top track was Gorilla because I'm a nasty bitch. Same. And I am a nasty bitch as well. So. <laughs> and my bottom track was Natalie. Show me. I actually like Natalie. Really? Mm. Mars experiments a little bit more with sounds here that influence him. Throws in some 80s R&B inspirations along with 90s and 70s. So again, he, I think he's just adding on to finding his signature sound. Great vocals and harmonies. Still very, very gifted in that aspect. Man can sing. While not groundbreaking... This is certainly more musically interesting than his debut. The lyrics are also a bit stronger, presumably because he's grown more comfortable with expression of sensual desire, which is where he shines. I also dug that the goofy tracks were cut here in favor of love and lust themes. If Show Me, the song Show Me, if that hadn't been so repetitive and unchanging, this would have been a perfectly rated album for me. Right. So close. So close, but not quite. Next album that we covered by Bruno Mars was 24 Karat Magic from 2016. This was my top album. Agreed. I gave it nine fives out of nine tracks. Burr, 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 burr. Oh, he did it. Go ahead and repeat that because I gave it nine fives as well. Burr, 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 burr. Wow. I don't think this has ever happened before. No, this is only your second perfect rating. It is. I'm glad I could agree with you on something. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for holding my hand through this. <laughs> my top track was Versace on the floor. And I'm agreeing. It's so good. Mm. And my bottom track... It's 24 karat magic only because, as I stated in a past episode, it's overplayed. There's so much gold here. Mm, chef's kiss. <laughs> Wonderful. Still still <laughs> a solid choice, though. A lot of 24 karat gold, but not enough 24 karat or too much 24 karat magic for you, huh? Yeah. It needs to be a little bit more 24 karat gold. I didn't have a bottom track. Congratulations. It's just the truth. Yeah, I know. This is Bruno Funk Nasty. This is what I came for. All the inspirations on full display and it's pure perfection. Major panty droppers of this generation. Apparently this album makes you horny. Good I love it. Shane, don't, don't act like you, you don't get the vibe of this album. It's so good. You could definitely fuck to this disc. Yes. This thing is a world apart from his previous work. 
Closest you get to the sensual grooves of this album is probably Gorilla from Unorthodox Jukebox. Mm-hmm. You think of a whole album like that. A 24 Karat Magic has as much in common with James Brown as it does with Michael Jackson or The Weeknd. It feels like someone condensed five decades worth of winning R&B sound into nine amazing tracks. The lyrics still aren't poetry, but that's literally my only critique. It offsets said con with a heavy dose of fun, an essential listen. I, ha- I have this on vinyl, rightfully so, because it's so good. There, If you're a fan of In Living Color, the videos are just as good. Yeah. For for the for this album, Versace, you know, you got Versace in the floor. You got um, calling all my lovelies. You got Perm. Like it's it's so good. It is good. And if you're a fan of In Living Color, check out Finesse. Cardi B is featured on another version of this, but the one on this album it does not feature Cardi B. And the the video is amazing. Like they're on the set, fly girls are dancing. It looks just like the In Living Color set. I'm sure I've seen it, but I'm I'm not well, drawing anything for whatever reason. Watch it or put it on the mentions playlist. Worth noting that he had writing credits on every single song we covered here. It's only three albums, but they're three albums that are full of hits. What is his newest album? Is it Silk Sonic? And I don't... Then he's got a new one coming out. It has those okay, two songs. Okay, it's not out yet. That's it's why It's not I out. Know. But they, they have released those two tracks, Skate and Leave the Door Open. And I think it's... Bruno Mars and Silk Sonic, and uh, it's got that guy that you make fun of me. You're looking at me like I have answers. As my wife so wonderfully put last night, Shane, you and pop culture don't (laughs) Don't, even try. Don't mix, okay. Don't even try. He's got another one coming out, and it's going to be, I really think it's going to be a good one. He's just expanding off of 24 Karat Magic. Good. And I'm so excited. Because the music makes me feel like I'm watching Bach learn how to play piano. Wow, like, that's high is, praise. This is an evolving artist, mm-hmm. you know, and if you if you just really like the pop sound, you're going to go in the beginning. Some of the second album might might grab you. Mm-hmm. For me, it's the third album all the way. There's yeah. an evolution here and he's getting better. Yes, I completely agree. For those of you that don't know, he got his start being the youngest Elvis impersonator at four and his family had a band called The Love Notes. You laugh, but it's true. I saw a clip of Polly Shore interviewing teeny tiny little like four or five year old Bruno Mars. Jesus. Yes, on MTV. Crazy. If you want to see him in action, he appeared in Honeymoon in Vegas. He was impersonating Elvis as a kid. He later formed a band in high school called The Schoolboys. He absolutely hates the Lazy song. So for those of you that like that song, Bruno Mars, it's actually one of his least favorites. I think I was torn between Liquor Story Blues and the Lazy, lazy song, song for yeah. a bottom track. He also plays drums, keyboard, bass, and guitar. So the man can do a lot more than sing. Hopefully my scores here put to rest the notion that I'm biased against music that Rayburn likes. We <laughs> definitely agree on certain artists and I'll always keep it real. <laughs> so I think it's safe to say that Bruno won for you? Bruno did win for me. Bruno won for me as well. I mean, you cannot beat a perfectly rated album. can never beat it. And I could crack on your picks for albums for James Brown, but I'm not going to because you did keep the number of tracks pretty equivalent. I did. Which definitely helped me feel like I was getting an honest look at both artists Mm -hmm. in a comparative way. Well, the only James Brown album that I knew was that first one, Prisoner of Love, really. Mm -hmm. I had never dove into James Brown. Like I knew the classic 
Papa's got a brand new bag, like the radio hits. So when I was going to look for this, the albums that I wanted to compare to the only three Bruno Mars albums that are on Spotify, I, there were a lot of different reasons, one of which being I wanted the best that James Brown had to offer, which mm. this is not this is not necessarily true. This is just from what I have heard. What the best that James Brown had to offer versus Bruno Mars, which I know was going to be a strong contender. So right. I wanted to give James Brown as much of a chance as I possibly could. It's hard with him when you look back too, because you could tell he was living in a time where artists were expected to eat, sleep, and breathe music yeah. more so than just release an album and go tour. Yeah. Like you're talking album upon album upon album yep. in, in a year, you yep. know? So the fact that he was even able to compete with an artist who these days has access to so much more mm -hmm. as far as technology goes, and they're not expected to release albums as quickly. I think James Brown did great. He absolutely yeah. holds his own. It was a good listening week. It definitely was. Very easy. Very so, easy listening week. It's never really a surprise in the beginning of the season because we're handpicking artists that yeah. we like. But uh, speaking of... Next week, we're not we're not drawing here today. Next nope. week, we will be back with uh, my pick of Queensryche versus Dream Theater. And I hope that will be fun for everyone. If you know nothing about those artists, please do show up to listen because mm -hmm. I think there might be something there for you that you appreciate. Could be wrong. Fuck, I don't know. No comment. More on that later. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week. Hit up our playlist on Spotify. Visit our merch shop. Share our show with your friends. Come find us on social media to let us know what you think. And until next time, fill your world with music. And whether it's James Brown or Bruno Mars, I want me some of that 24 karat gold. Bitch, it's magic. Magic.